Coming up this week, Disney Junior gets a reboot. More hotels are coming to Anaheim, and Knott'sbury Farm announces the end of one of its coasters. Plus later, listener Lori is here for some help with her upcoming Disneyland vacation. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Design Fund Disneyland Edition, episode 659, for the week of March 19, 2017. The Design Plug Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Mary Jo Mulata Willie. Hello. And Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. I'm with the dedicated crew today. That's we are right. Die hard. <laughs> yes. It's it's quality, not quantity. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, Tony is traveling. Actually, I think he is at Walt Disney World, and Nancy's doing some day six research. So that's kind of cool. I've seen some of the pictures, and they look really, really cool. Yeah. So yeah. I can hardly wait to hear what she has to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen and chat live, head over to Mixler.com every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, they, we have we have a great time with our Mixler friends. Yes, we do. Okay. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> hey there. I mean, they, they're they're. They're chatty tonight, so I'm trying to catch up with what everybody's oh, okay. saying. Hey, okay. guys. Cool. <laughs> um, don't forget the rest of our Diz Unplugged family of podcasts, the uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel Show every Monday, the Orlando Show every live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, the Universal Edition on Thursday, and, of course, Diz Pop every Friday. And, of course, every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific is the Daily Fix, your quick look at the day's Disney news. All right, uh, housekeeping. Um, so it's March. It's kind of mad. So uh, we're doing our annual March Madness Disneyland tournament. Uh, if you haven't found it already, the uh, sh- there's a show with Tony and I that's up already on iTunes. Uh, and the voting has already started on our Facebook page. So find uh, the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition Facebook page to vote. And this year we are talking about off-property stuff. So we have half the bracket that's filled with good neighbor hotels. And the other half of the bracket is filled with local eateries off-property. So it's going to be very I want to get the word out in here so that we can get people to... Um... I know people have been voting and stuff, but I'm really interested to hear what they think um, are the top right. properties. Me too. Because I have some pretty strong opinions. I bet you do. So. <laughs> um, and, you yeah, know, there were some suggestions as far as things we missed on the Good Neighbor Hotel side. But I stuck uh, pretty much I, – I stuck to only uh, official Good Neighbor Hotels. So we couldn't include, like, um, the Great Wolf Lodge or something like that. So – um, and there are at last count 39 good neighbor hotels. 
Wow. Um, and so, uh, I, then we included 32 of those. So I, I, I dropped off, I chopped off the, the two value hotels and Hotel Menage just out of spite. Um, and there was a, a couple that are further, <laughs> and a couple that are further out. The so. Hotel Menage. The Hotel that, Menage didn't even make the last no, bracket. Uh, like, no, no. Uh, nope, nope, sorry, <laughs> not gonna happen. That just still sounds like a mm-hmm. setting well, in a. Uh, you heard that they're film. They're they they got bought and they're going through some renovations and they're going to go through a name change again. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's what I heard. So I hope they keep that Tom Bell suite. <laughs> right. Like, yes. Yeah, so it's, 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 I I I carved my name in the wall. I'm sure it's still there. There's, I hope they change the red on red business center that looks like a bordello. (laughs) As I said, (laughs) it looks like the setting for an adult themed film. (laughs) So speaking of uh, local eateries, Pizza Press, we've been talking about that they have to move uh, because like there's a bridge coming through there or something. Um, So (laughs) we have some dates. Oh, also some dates. Um, the new location at the Anaheim Plaza Hotel and Suites. The new location is opening March 24th, so like this coming weekend. And the old location will stay open until April 3rd, so a little bit of overlap. I'm um, not sure why, but uh, maybe just to make sure that construction's done and, and the new new location opens. So pizza your pizza press will will still be there just a little bit down the street. Uh, I was also seeing that um, they are set to open a bunch of new locations all over the country. They're, they're... I still haven't tried it yet, and I know that a lot of people really mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, Pizza Press. Oh, yeah. Carol and I really liked it. So they're, they're trying mm-hmm. to go into locations that don't have a um, uh, Pyology or Blaze Pizza or you know the, the major chains of, of quick pizzas. So they're trying to find areas in the country that don't have a lot of that and go and and go into those areas. So kind of cool. Um, let's see. There are still some food and wine videos going up. Uh, there, I think five of five of the ten have gone up. So keep an eye out for the rest of those. Uh, Thanks for the comments, people. Um, for all of you who've been who put comments on the on the videos, they're fun to read. And it's it's nice feedback for us. Usually not too insulting, right? No, not I haven't cried yet. Okay, so. cool. Huh. And some of them wished me happy birthday, so that was pretty cool. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, what other whatever what what else is going on in housekeeping? Well, well, I have I saw a tale as old as time. Oh. And <laughs> and I know and I know you did too, Mary Jo. Yes. And, well, you know, I was a bit skeptical because I'm, you know, it's like, how many more of these remakes can they do? And, you know, I thought, uh, you know, let's make see, Aladdin. Uh, I know. Mulan. Mulan <laughs> Dumbo. I know. That would be good. Oh, that was rhetorical. And, oh, they're doing it. They're doing it. Yes, I know. Let, let's try creating some new exciting films like John Carter of Mars and Tomorrowland and Lone Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> but, um <laughs> You know, I went in, you know, I wasn't sold on Emma Watson. And I just thought this movie was unnecessary. And, you know, Carol and I both went and we came out. We really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, it's tough because 
you know, this is this is Renaissance Paris. Oh, sorry, Keith. Uh, spoiler alert. And um, and but and you know, of course, we have to have twenty first century heroines in you know in all these films. Right. So so uh, I thought she did a good job, and I thought the writers did a good job, and the director that they. Um, she pulled it off. I thought Emma Watson did very well. I, I know I've heard reviewers say, "Oh, she's she's the Belle." We'll always think of her as Belle. I, I won't. Uh, this doesn't replace the animated film for me. But I thought visually it was beautiful. I enjoyed the music. Um, I don't know, Mary Jo. You know, there's two scenes that if they got them wrong, the film was going oh. to fail. I was thinking the same thing. Well, one of them, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm not sure what one of them that you're talking about. One of them. Oh, no. I know exactly what two scenes you're talking about. Well, well, the two I scenes really I'm enjoyed about. It. One is, of course, be our guest. Yes. And the other one, of course, would be the ballroom scene. Oh, see, I was thinking me. the Gaston song. The ga- Okay, well, then there's three that they needed to do well. So how do you feel that they pulled those off? I thought I... Okay, the Gaston song, and I'm not going to... No spoilers, guys, don't worry. It was a different viewpoint um, on it. I really liked it. It, it. it seemed a little bit more realistic to me. As I mean, for... for And, you know, it comes from an... I mean, a beast. So for a fantasy, mm-hmm. I really liked how they did that. I liked um, the Be Our Guest. I was satisfied with how they pulled it off. And um, the last one that you said, the ballroom, the ballroom scene. scene. I just really liked how they. I just really liked how they um, made it happen. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I. So far, I agreed with everything you said on about the movie, Michael. Yeah, I, I, I thought the Gaston tavern scene was very well done. Really yeah. excellent. And uh, I like uh, Josh Gad's take on LeFou. We will get into the one aspect of it in a moment. And then um, I thought the ballroom scene was very well done. I really like how they explain how there was music there. Yes. It, I thought that was clever and I enjoyed that. And then I, um, I thought be our guest was adequately done, but for me, the animated film did it carried it off better. I agree with you. I, so, I I can't say that I was totally wowed by it, uh-huh. but I was satisfied with how they did it. I don't think that they could outdo the animated feature. Right. And and maybe they, they shouldn't have to. I don't think uh, some aspects that they've added into it. Of course, they did put in some of the lyrics of Howard Ashman that were were taken out of the original film. So it's nice to hear those again in there. Uh, also, um they give a little bit of the backstory of some yes. of the characters that I sort love of, that. which sort of explain, I think, things people have wondered about over the years. Uh, they, they explain, you know, one of the big things that's always on the internet and all that is the timeline. If the beast was such an age and it's been this many years, you know, he's this, he's this old. That they've handled all that. You also understand how he became the type of person he was. And I, I, I don't want to get into it. And why 
the cutlery and 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 furniture are so loyal to him where in yeah. the animated film you really wonder okay what's up here <laughs> um you find out a lot more about Belle and her father and their backstory and the other thing that I know I wondered about when I watched the film is okay clearly there was a king a queen and a prince there was this huge castle then the enchantress comes in how did everybody forget this castle existed? Because remember, they all just sort of stumble upon it in the animated right. film. And it's a huge castle, right? Oh, yeah. So. It's enormous on a hill in the animated film and all that. And then, and the town is surprised by it. And that's addressed in this film. That's pretty so good I, review without giving spoilers, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I enjoy that. And um so I, I I I was stunned that I really enjoyed this film. Okay, now the thing that got everybody's panties in a wad. I think that the and I'd rather say shorts. Is, okay, <laughs> I think that um, I think that the, the uh, of course that's a relationship or or the infatuation that LeFou has with um may have with Gaston. Um, I think the director made way too much of a big deal out of this i think if he had not said a word i don't think anybody would have picked up on it i don't know maybe i'm naive no of course, michael I'm, I'm i had the same impression i was like I'm, why did they make such a big deal about it i know of course mary joe you're naive too so i don't well, know yeah that's true <laughs> but i also but i grew up in san francisco and i went to catholic boys schools much of my life so i think i'm a little more aware of this kind of stuff with <laughs> and all that and um I don't think I would. I definitely would have picked up that there was a fondness there and that there was a hero worship beyond any hero worship that there was. But I think if the director had not said anything, I think it would have, I don't think anybody would have caught on. I agree. And I, I, um, or well, well uh, maybe some would have or they but it would have been them reading but, it. But that would have been okay. Yeah. And I, I, I'd I, like LeFou's character arc. I yeah. really like what 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 um Josh Gad did with him. Because I thought, oh my gosh, it's Olaf, it's gonna be Olaf in a different costume. And no, not at all. And no, I like that he brings depth to him, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Especially um when as things progress, he starts seeing a different side of Gaston. Okay, yeah. And and now Stop. I'm no I, I'm treading <laughs> so I'm not I'm treading water but I just want to show that that they've made him a, a a somewhat complex character yeah and so and I think the director's comments um, might overshadow that so that's the only reason I'm saying that the the actually and then and then I I was trying to figure out okay what's the scene and then that that maybe there you know because the director said there is a scene where it's going to be very clear. It's, you know, the ultra gay moment and all that. Uh, if he hadn't said that, it would have gone right by me. And actually, when the scene was done and, and the credits were sort of rolling, I thought, oh, that must have been the scene. But it didn't click with me when the the three seconds that it was on there. And I'm being Oh, generous. Michael, I think it was only two and a half seconds. Yeah, I, I mean, don't think it quite made but, three. But it, did that <laughs> click with you that that was the scene? Yeah, I knew right away that that was the oh, scene. Oh, okay. But it that's because I had read before that they, there was a scene where that oh. happened. So well, I, knew I knew to expect it. 
I knew there was a scene, but I didn't know what it was. And yeah. I, I thought it was just a comedic scene. I didn't read anything oh. beyond that, except that I thought the scene that maybe would have gotten people upset. Now, this is a scene that is recreated um, yeah, like line I, I, for line from um, the film. So I'm trying not I'm not I'm not giving anything away. But when the castle is stormed and the um, wardrobe. You know how she attacks three guys and she sort of throws some of the clothes from her drawers onto them. I thought the way that scene played out would have raised more eyebrows. Completely agree. Then the scene. And, and, and that, even saying that, that wouldn't have really raised eyebrows. But if there was a scene, to me, that would have been the scene. Right. I thought. But, I, but again, I think that would have been more of a comedic thing. Yeah. Than anything else. Yeah. So I would say if people are concerned about taking the young children because only because they just don't want to get they said they want to have certain conversations uh, with their children on their own time when they feel their ch children are ready and not, you know, being forced to do it in a Disney film. I don't think you're going to have that issue at all. I agree. I this film's not going to raise those concerns. No, I think. You can go in there, and I think you. I think you really. I, I'm very critical of these remakes. I, I'm really getting tired of them, even though I enjoy most of them, except for Maleficent. But <laughs> I, th I, I, I think I'm hoping Disney is still going to do some new things with their live action. But um, I, I, I would not hesitate to take a granddaughter to this, who's seven years old, and. Um, I found yeah. myself laughing. I found myself crying, and I was saying, "Really, Mary Jo, you're crying." You've seen the story. I know it backwards and forwards, but mm -hmm. the way they portrayed the events that as they unfold, you just you just feel that empathy or that I don't want to yeah. say pathos, but you just feel it. And people in the the people who watched it with me applauded when the movie was over. Yeah, yeah, they, we got the same kind of th response in our theater, and. Um, what I like, though, is it's not, you know, like my criticism of at Disney California Adventure of Frozen, the stage musical, is that it adds nothing to the story. And um, this does. This um, adds something to the story and I think makes it richer. Mm -hmm. And and so for that reason, I give them kudos. If they had done a straight, you know, word for word, scene for scene animated film, you know, created in live action, it, I'm sure it would be very popular. But they they went beyond it. They've added new songs. They've brought back lyrics. They've added to the story. Um, they've added more humor. Um, I think they they. Um, they they made the characters broader in the in in more deep. So um I I I think um I, I I you know I really do recommend this film. Now let's say there was never an animated film or a Broadway musical or anything like that. Do you think if this were a brand new out of the box live action film, would it be as popular? It's a good question. Michael, were you a fan of the stage version? I was. Okay. And and they did take some elements from the stage version in it. And there's also a song that was added to the stage version that, that didn't make it into the film that you hear in the background several times. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like, if I want to listen to Beauty and the Beast, I'll go to the 
the the Broadway version rather than the animated version because mm-hmm. I I like that I enjoy that the music more for from that. But I would say there's there's only a little from the music. There is some new music mm-hmm. in it. But I, I would say it's heavy on the animated film, which of course was transferred over to the Broadway right, right. film. But um, like for instance, the the song "Home," uh-huh. and this is this is on the CD and all that. That is not sung, but you hear it in several key scenes. Oh wow, interesting! In the film. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, cool. It would have been nice if they used "Human" again because that was one that Ashman wrote. Right, and I was surprised it wasn't in it. But they definitely have that conversation mm-hmm. in the film, and um, oh, and and in the in the Elastin says in the trailer came out. Michael Bowling seemed to criticize the singing of Emma Watson. I did, and I I think they've worked on it since <laughs> that trailer came out, and it's better. She of course doesn't have the um, you know the she doesn't hold on to the notes as Paige O'Hara does, but somehow it it comes across very naturally. And uh, so they've definitely, um, you know, they, they've worked on it a bit. So I think um, I think that early trailer, they it was still you still heard a lot of the auto tuning in it. And I didn't notice it in the film. Did you, Mary Cho? No, but I'm not as as um, discerning as you are, Michael. I'm, I'm just such an easy audience. I didn't notice any of that. I do agree that I like the realism that they had in the music because of the way they sang it. I mm-hmm. I, I really like that. Yeah. So so for a movie, I'm, and I'm glad it doesn't match it exactly. You know, I don't think anybody could really match Paige O'Hara. Uh, well, the I forget the name. Sorry, guys. The the of the person the the one who sings it on stage. Susan she's Egan. also fantastic. Yeah, Susan mm-hmm. Egan. Yeah. She's also fantastic. Um. I, you're you're not going to match that, but yeah. in this movie, I don't think you need to because of the the story that's being told. Yeah, and I yeah, and you're right, Mary Jo. It's nice that each version of it has some unique uh, songs to yeah. it because there is there, there is somebody brought up in the in the Chatterati that they did substitute "Human Again" with a new song. Okay. And so, which is also a, a really nice song, gives it a different feel. Right. Then, and I love the costuming. Then. I love that she wore shoes, you know, in, in the in the animated feature. She's wearing these kind of slippers as she goes through the town. Mm-hmm. But here there's a realism and she's wearing the type of shoes that that's what they would wear um, when they're working in the town and going through mud and all this kind of stuff. And I there were there were a lot of touches, touches that I'm not going to talk about at the end of the movie that just made me chuckle. Um mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't catch a lot of, like somebody said, like, you know, hidden Mickeys and, and, um, things that they alluded to. I missed all of that. All I saw. So I have to watch it again so I can mm-hmm. look for the, everything's, but for the movie itself. And then some of the, um, the touches, the actors that were in it, other than Emma Watson, um, the ones who were the, you know, the Kent Lumiere and Cogsworth, I had no idea who any of those actors were. Until the very end, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so-and-so. And then mm-hmm. when at, at the very end of in the credits, so watch the credits, you guys, because they show the the actor and then the um, animated feature um, that that they are like Lumiere. They show him as the candelabra and, and as the man. And I really liked how they did that. Yeah. And, and they have all the songs that you've been hearing by Celine Dion, Josh Groban, 
and and um, Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande, they're all in the credits. So if you want to hear those in the big booming sound system of your theater, you have to sit through the credits. Yeah, but it was it was worth it. I I, I didn't stay until the very end, but I stayed through most of it. Oh, Carol and I were the last well, ones got, out of the theater, the but very, we always are. You gotta stay till the very end because they always give you a, a hint at the at the sequel. Yeah. The, oh wait, not in this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All yeah. right, uh, back to the parks for a second. Were you in the parks this week, Mary Jo? No, okay. I went last weekend, but I didn't go this week. And okay. um, I I tried to go yesterday to celebrate the the birthday mm-hmm. of Pirates of the Caribbean because yeah. that was such a an mm-hmm. iconic attraction when. You know, I was seven years old and I believed everything. I was so shocked, you know, mm-hmm. when I, the first time we wrote it and we got out and it was still uh, daylight outside. I was shocked because I was convinced mm-hmm. that it was nighttime and we were going through the, through the bayous and everything. So I'm, I'm sorry I missed the birthday, but happy birthday Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. 50 years old. Gosh, I remember when it opened. <laughs> Uh, I remember seeing it on TV when when Walt Disney was talking about it. Yeah. Uh, looks like yeah. some more of the FastPass scanners have been uncovered. The the construction walls are down at Star Tours. So there's they have the the little scanner things that they've been putting in at all the all the FastPass mm-hmm. attractions. And Have I you think, heard of a date, Tom? No. But 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 I'm kind of thinking it may be soon now that we're seeing more of those machines pop up. So, I hear you're seeing we're seeing more of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, um, like tower the lo- as the logos up on the on the top, and the and some of the tower is or turrets or whatever they are are mm-hmm. um, uncovered. Yeah, so it's gonna be exciting. All right, any other housekeeping? Very. I have a uh, one more. Okay, um, go for this it. this weekend. At Off the Page, some of um, our favorite artists, including Dave Avancino, but they're also going to have um, Mike Peraza. Let me see if I can pull up the. I had the flyer up, but um, this. Um, oh, sorry. Let me do this again. <laughs> this weekend, which is going to be March, what, 25th, 26th? Um, Saturday and Sunday at off the page between two and 5 PM, they're going to have artists. And I really encourage people to go there and get the prints. The artists are going to be there. They can, they can autograph their prints and the, and the artwork is so good. These are true Disney artists. So we're going to have Dave Avancino, who we all know and love, uh, Steve Adams, David Bird, Noah's going to be there. He's another well, um, mm-hmm. well known Mike Carraza, who's done so much artwork on, you know, little mermaid and other, animated features, Patty Peraza and Javier Soto. Um, they're all going to be there uh, between two and five. You know, I don't know how they're going to stagger them, but I, I stop by and say hi to them. Look at the the prints and they're going to have their original artwork and they're going to have the, the prints of the art, original artwork. I think I did already get, I have to look and see if I've got the, um, Dave has a, a, print of the Disneyland resort that has hidden Mickey's on it. And, and I really oh, like yeah, that yeah. one. So yes, yeah. I like that. One. I bought the the little print of it. Did you? Yeah. I, I think I didn't get the print. I have some of his <laughs> other pieces, but I really want to get that one. That's it's one of my favorite pieces, mm-hmm. but um, anyway, so stop by and see them at off the page. 
Very cool. Any other housekeeping? All right, time for the news. Since Tony's not here, I will take it. Uh, so a few weeks ago, we hinted at the upcoming demise of the Disney Junior show at California Adventure, allegedly to due to the, we'll call it a tense situation with the puppeteers. Uh, rumor was that the show was eliminating the puppets and going all digital, or mostly digital. Well, good news, except for the puppeteers. Uh, the new Disney Junior Dance Party premieres March 26th. Uh, the new show will feature a higher-energy live show experience that includes characters from Mickey and the Roadster Racers, Doc McStuffins, Sophia the First, and the Lion Guard. The new musically-infused interactive concert format will involve guests directly in the experience. Ooh. So I haven't been since I haven't been in, in a long time. I haven't had any uh, young children to go with. Right. So I'm I might check it out. Mm-hmm. I might have to grab some kid off from some parent. Right. And yeah. Well, go watch it. Nancy's, oh, that'll go well. Yeah. Nancy's kids. <laughs> Nancy's kids are too old now. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but Lexi's she's the right age. She's Not that I would seven. grab her, but she's seven. So I think she might enjoy seeing that. Although at breakfast today we were talking about Voltron and, <laughs> and other things, I don't know what. It's, it's nice to see that it that because it looked like it's actually going to be the actual characters in in full size full size characters. So that's oh, that's cool. good. Yeah. I mean, if it's a dance party, you, you'd think that, especially if they're going to be dancing with the kids, that's yeah, going to be a lot of yeah. fun. So hopefully, that's what it is. Because they showed a picture of Mickey in his Mickey that like you would see in the parks in his roadster costume. So, oh, okay. So hopefully they're not just teasing us. So I think we said what beginning of April it's going away, and then the new show will premiere Labor uh, Memorial Day weekend, right before Guardians of the Galaxy. Fun, you know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with the Lion Guard because those, you know, I wonder if those are going to still be puppets. What happened? There are lots of sorry guys. Sorry. What does sort of game And this podcast is brought to you by. Are you doing your your online gaming? Yes. No. show. My rapid fire just is impatient. It got shot. <laughs> All right. In other news, more new hotels are coming to Anaheim. Like we need more. Yay. Uh the owner of the Arena Inn and Suites decided that now with Star Wars on the horizon, it was the perfect time to redevelop his rundown hotel. And I'm I think we're being nice. Where the heck was it? We're being nice saying it was rundown. Okay, so the location is 130 West Catella, which is um Okay, so is it across you, from Garden Walk, it is basically across, across from World Mark, which is uh, past Garden Walk, on the right side of okay. the street. So it's it's just. I past, always thought that was. I thought that was a residence hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like just past <laughs> the the parking parking lot on the right side. So he is partnering with Pros- Prospera Hotels that recently developed the Hyatt Place, Homewood Suites, and Hyatt House. And they will be putting in a 178-room, five-story Hampton Inn and Suites. 
Hmm. Um, new property would feature a contemporary design. Well, yeah, whatever that means. A second level pool deck, meeting rooms, and a fitness center. So that's kind of cool. That'll, I guess, uh, there's a, is there a Hampton Inn? Yeah, I think there is a Hampton Inn, but not, not. There's a Hampton uh, Inn on, Garden it's Grove? over by the Marriott Inn and Suites. Okay. Over in, in that little embassy yeah. suites yeah. and over there. Yeah. Homewood Suites. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the works is a 174-room element by Weston, which is going in on the former site of the Bergstrom's Children's Store. Um, and there's also a former Anaheim Fire Station there that they're taking the taking that as well. Um, that's There's not much more information on that yet. And the Ramada Plaza Anaheim, uh, which is right off of, on Catella, right off of Harbor behind... Behind the strip mall, behind you know, like the subway there, that, mm-hmm. that strip mall, and between that and the Hotel Indigo, uh, they will be f- spending four million dollars over the next six months to transition to a Wyndham Garden hotel. Um, the hotel will feature a completely new lobby, an expanded fitness center, and a refresh of the hotel's one hundred five rooms. So. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the hotels. I say the family friendly, family um, budget friendly hotels. <laughs> well, Hampton Inn's not that. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Hampton Inn's like a three star. Yeah. Um, no date on the, no date on the other projects, but the owner of the Hampton Inn hopes to be open by the NAM convention in 2019. That's what er, that's January, right? It's early early 2019. So kind of cool because we need mm-hmm. more hotels. Well, they said they were going to build 20, and I think they're pretty close to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, time for rapid fire. I will go first. There are some new venues coming to the Anaheim Garden Walk. Uh, we know, of course, about the House of Blues that recently opened and the Rumba Room Live that opened in December. But there are other new things, like the Artist Republic Gallery, uh, which had been in Laguna Beach for six years and moved to Garden Walk last month. Um, in addition to the gallery, the artists are working on 15 murals on the second floor of Garden Walk. Kind of cool. Also that new, is cool. Also newly opened is Go VR Gaming, which is kind of like an arcade for virtual virtual reality games. Uh, location is also open for parties and corporate events. Uh, scheduled to open this coming weekend is the Grasslands Meat Mar- Grasslands Grasslands whatever, uh, meat market. The restaurant is located next to the Romba Room and features barbecue and steak. Uh, also, they'll have music, an open kitchen, and a bar. So it's like, I guess, they're, they're, they, you, you have a menu and it gives you a picture <coughs> of all the different kinds of meats and then all the different kinds of preparations and you pick one from Category 1 and one from Category 2 and they make you a steak. Hmm. Um, also coming this weekend is Soccer Bit Sweets that we've talked about before, which is the Scandinavian candy store. So that's finally opening up this weekend, the 23rd. So some fun stuff coming to the Anaheim Garden Walk. Uh, Mary Jo. Okay, well, this one came kind of out of the blue. On uh, Friday, Knott's Berry Farm that th- announced that they're going to be closing the Boomerang Ride. Um so the boomerang ride replaced the original Roaring Twenties corkscrew. If anybody remembers that, 
I, I do I, remember that. <laughs> I that was my youth. Is we rem- I remember that we used to go on the corkscrew, but in a ni- in 1990 they replaced the corkscrew with the boomerang, which would have you do a basic corkscrew backwards and forwards, and um, so they've they've announced that um, it's going to be closing down at the end of the Boysenberry Festival, which is going to be on Sunday, April 23rd, and then a few little. Um, facts about the boomerang is that it's 875 feet long. It goes forwards and backwards. It goes upside down six times before it finishes the ride, and it reaches a top speed of 48 <laughs> miles per hour. What? Well, you know, three spins one way and three spins the other way. Michael's turning so, green just thinking about it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> this sounds horrible. When I was a kid, those rides were so much fun, but I'm finding that now I enjoy watching other people go on them than uh, go on it myself. But it seems like uh, more and more of those type of rides are being uh, taken off of the boardwalk area of Knott's Bay Farm. So I'm just wondering what they're going to be putting in that space. And there's not much, not that big of a footprint there for mm-hmm. the... No. Now, is there anything between Boomerang and the... That flippy one that they closed. No, that's what that's a, okay. So the flippy one is one that would it would uh, you everybody would sit in like a a box of seats. It's like and a, it would like go a bar of seats. Oh, okay. And then I it would spin. It would go round, right? And you go round, yes. and then it would stop when everybody's at the top, and then turn everybody upside down, and then water would shoot up in a fountain, making you think you were going to get wet, and then it would swing you. So. Um, yeah, I didn't write that one either. My kids did, though. That's a staple of the state fair, yes, minus the yeah, water. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, so they got rid of that one, and, and then now they're getting rid of the um, boomerang. So it just seems really kind of odd that, and like Tom, you said, Tom, it doesn't have that big of a footprint, so it's not mm-hmm. like they could put a, um, a, a more unique attraction. So I wonder if the track was resting or if something happened. Well, and- but if they take, uh, I'm looking at the aerial, aerial footage now. Um, if they take, Ooh, those- are you in your helicopter? No, I'm on my, <laughs> I, I'm on my cell phone talking to Siri. Um, if they take both the, both those attractions. And I think there might be a shop between them. Uh, like that. Sport, see, that's what I was wondering. What was around it? Isn't there yeah. that sports shop between them? If they take oh, that's all of right. that, all of that, then that's a big area that they could use. So. Ooh, so maybe there's something good coming down the pike then. I hope so. so there's not a. We're just all. All we're getting this season is that is the replacement for Windseeker, right? Yeah. So, which is another off-the-shelf type type attraction. Oh, interesting. Mm. All right. Yeah, then. they have a kind of a eclectic mix of rides at Knott's Berry Farm. So yeah. Are you are you going are you excited about the Boysenberry Festival? Heck yeah. yeah. I'm I'm so happy about the um the the Disneyland Festival. You're gonna love it, Michael, when you come out, I think. Mm-hmm. Um it's so much better than the holiday festival. And then the boysenberry with all that yummy boysenberry goodness. Mm-hmm. I want I want to go to that sometime because I love boysenberry. And I well, love their pie. Be- I love their drink. I, I mean, I love all that. You would like it. You know, mm-hmm. going through the ghost town, you know, I, there's just something about the Knott's Farm ghost town also. And 
the shops that they have there, that museum that they have there, and then the boysenberry treats. We need to go check out the missions. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. I want to. See, I remember those when I was a little boy. Yeah, I'd like to see those again. Very cool. All right, thank you, Mary Jo. Michael. Well, you know that for many of us, uh, a must-have treat when we go to Disneyland is the Dole Whip at the Tiki Room. But you know, on the on these really really crowded days in the park when people aren't watching where they're going, they're usually in front of me. Uh, you know how? <laughs> I'm sorry. How how often have you heard people bump into each other and say, "Hey, you got Dole Whip in my cotton candy," and they say, "No, <laughs> you got you got cotton candy in my Dole Whip." Well, guess what, kids? Now it's like Dole Whip and cotton candy got together and had a baby because cool. at Disney <laughs> California Adventure for a limited time only, this is limited time magic, you can get Dole Whip flavored cotton candy. So you can have your your delicious Dole Whip in the morning at the Disneyland Hotel and go on all the cool, I mean, at Disneyland and go on all the cool rides. And then you can wander over to the uh, Disney California Adventure. And for your afternoon treat, when you go on all the hair raising rides, you can have your, uh, you can have your cotton candy. And then adults, mom and dad, you can head over to the Disneyland Hotel and go to the coffee house and have your Dole Whip with a shot of rum. So it can just be one big happy Dole Whip day now. At the it's Disney like a light bulb resort. went on, right? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, keep, so, keep, um, keep in mind that the, the coffee house is open. It's only open to like, I think, four o'clock. Because it's, well, mostly, it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly breakfast. Oh, uh, well, go there. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Lunch. Yes. Have have your breakfast with your Dole Whip and rum. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and roll on over to Disneyland <laughs> for your Dole Whip or, or Dole Whip float. And then, of course, then in the afternoon, have your Dole Whip cotton candy at California Adventure. Now I'm hungry. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, any last words? Uh, make sure you head over to our Facebook page, Does Unplugged uh, Disneyland Edition Facebook page, and vote for our this uh, year's March Madness, the first round. Voting continues through midnight on Tuesday, and then we will have results of that, I think, on Thursday or late Wednesday night for you. So keep watching for that. Uh, thank you, everyone. That's going to do it for this segment of the Does Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Does Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week, if not sooner. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.